Welcome to Escrow Out Loud, the SF real estate podcast from Jackson Fuller Real Estate, experts on San Francisco real estate since 2002. Podcast notes with links available at jacksonfuller.com slash podcast. Today, I am super excited to introduce our guest. Her name is Natalia, but you and the internet know her as Natalie from Mighty Buildings, where she is the head of sales. Natalie from Mighty Buildings, thank you so much for joining Esker Out Loud. I'm so excited to have you. Hi, Matt. Thanks so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here with you today and, you know, excited to tell you what we're doing and, you know, answer some of your questions. That is awesome. So I think probably the first question that we should start with is, what is Mighty Buildings? So Mighty Buildings is construction 3D printing startup. We 3D print houses. That's how, you know, people know us and that's how clients know us. So we developed this unique 3D printing technology, which is the 3D printer and unique 3D printing material, which is called and also known as light stone material or synthetic stone. So we use, you know, minerals and acrylic photopolymers, a mixture of, you know, those two things and UV light when the material comes out of the 3D printer, actually cures it instantly and material solidifies instantaneously. And what we build as a product is an ADU or single family home. So Mighty Buildings does 3D printed homes. How is this different from, you know, obviously it's 3D printed, it's pretty different, but prefab houses have been around for a while and this is kind of in that vein, but different. Obviously it's different 3D printed. What else is different about kind of a mighty building versus what people might be thinking when they hear something, you know, like this? I mean, when people hear prefab, they always have this connotation with sort of manufactured homes and you know, there is a stigma around manufactured homes that it's usually sort of a lower quality buildings. So what we pride ourselves on is the higher quality of the building. It's um, a very unique design with a lot of glass windows and doors. And the structure is 3D printed and manufactured in the factory, but it's um, more of a modular structure that is shipped out of the factory and dropped on the foundation. But I guess the key difference is, as I said, the quality and the speed of construction and the material that we're using. Our buildings can withstand earthquakes over 9.0. So we don't use lumber, we don't use wood. So majority of the structure, again, is made out of steel and synthetic stone. So when you look at it from that perspective, it's a more long-lasting building, higher quality, different, unique design, and it's actually a sustainable and green product. So we save approximately over 2,000 kilograms of carbon emissions on each 3D printed home. So we pride ourselves on sustainable, fast, efficient, and quality homes. What is synthetic stone even made out of? Like, how does one make a stone that then you make into a house with a 3D printer? I guess probably the, an example that I really like to use is, if you can imagine, it's um, stones rocks, stones, and nail polish mixed together. That's the simplest kind of explanation. It's essentially very similar to material called corian or quartz. 
that we use, you know, in countertop materials. But, you know, it's patented and it's proprietary material developed by, you know, Mighty Buildings. And what's unique, it has great thermal properties. It has great flexural and tensile strength. And it's fire retardant material as well. That's awesome. So it's a green material. It saves uh, a lot of ecological, environmental resources. It can be pre-put together in a factory, so it's less expensive. And if we talk about the overall equation of what a house costs, it's basically three things. There's the land you're going to buy to put the house on. There's the labor you're going to spend to build the house. And then there are the materials that are the actual house. So I know so far we've kind of just talked about materials, but how do you impact the rest of that equation? What Mighty Buildings started and what we're doing now is to clients, we are offering turnkey services. So we are a one-stop shop. So we provide the end-to-end process from permitting to the site preparation to foundation utilities. And our essential goal is to hand you over the keys, you know, when it comes to ADU as single family homes, when we, you know, work directly with consumers. Obviously, we are optimizing the costs and the processes and the time of the building inside the factory, you know, with quality control and all the efficient processes again. But yeah, on the site, there are a couple of things that needs to get done. It's the foundation prep and utility connections. The building comes fully equipped with all the finishes, appliances, And mechanical, electrical, and plumbing is already pre-installed in the building and actually pre-approved by the state of California officials. So the local jurisdiction would not even inspect the building. It's the kind of a black box that already built up to the best standard possible within the state and stamped by the state. So we kind of run through the permitting process extremely fast because it's pre-approved building, but on-site... As I said, you just need foundation and utilities and you're sort of done with the project. And in terms of a foundation, is it anything special about the foundation or just kind of a typical concrete foundation that you would pour for any other house? I mean, in majority of cases, yeah, it's concrete slab, you know, 8 to 12 inches. The only difference is that the way it's engineered, we do need steel plates in the foundation. So the steel plate under the building gets connected into the steel plates in the foundation. It's welded. So the difference from manufactured and mobile homes is that it's a permanent structure. It's properly connected. That's how it appreciates the property value. And that's how it's going to be there long term and last for a very long time. So if I'm visualizing this correctly, you've got a pad of cement, 8 to 12 inches deep, that's got steel down at the bottom of it, that's got steel connectors coming up that are welded to steel in the walls of the Mighty House when you come and put it on site. And that is quite a permanent connection to the ground. Uh, Yes? Correct. That's better than most foundations in San Francisco that I've seen over 20 years of real estate. I mean, come on, right? That's Yeah. And in some cases, we actually figured that it's easier to sort of over-engineer a foundation for like the worst case scenario. It may come out, you know, a couple of thousand dollars more, but you're going to save on the soils report and all this, (laughs) you know, investigations, what kind of soil you have. So yeah, it's built up to the code and all the standards. Yeah. Pro tip, don't skimp on your foundation. (laughs) (laughs) 
So once the parts show up, clearly I don't think foundations are a do-it-yourself job. Is this something that like could be assembled by the homeowner or is it a skilled set of like trained laborers or is it just generally anyone that construct a house or who gets to put it together? Great question. You kind of mentioned the homeowner. So most of the people we work with, they don't want to deal with any of that. They just come in and they say, hey, here's the money, <laughs> you know, can you please do the rest? And it's interesting out of our like 30% of the client and the projects we completed, people actually started the stick build process and they needed to get so involved with the plans and, you know, architects, you know, a contractor, and they thought it's just too much work. So essentially the biggest value proposition of what we do is again, turnkey streamlined process, hustle-free, you know, no headache. And I mean, answering your question about the foundation. So, I mean, our crew is taking care of that and it just depends on the location. So sometimes, I mean, it is our people, but we do have preferred vendors and general contractors. We work in certain areas. So it sort of depends on the project. But if the client does have some sort of connection, like a GC that they want to use, we will onboard them essentially as an our installation partner and we'll just provide all the necessary documentation, how to prepare the foundation. But it's very straightforward and literally anyone with B license they can do it. Gotcha. So when we kind of come back and we look at this equation, there's a patented material that you're using for 3D printing that is way more, not only economically advantageous, but also environmentally advantageous. And then because you're building it in a factory and then just assembling on site, the labor that you need, I'm going to assume, is a whole lot less, right? You're not bringing in all of your specialized trades like your electricians, your plumbers, etc. So you've taken a bunch of costs out of your labor. And I'm going to assume along with labor time, you also took a lot of time to build out, right? Because you're not reinventing everything on site. It was done at the factory. So now we get to land. How much land do I need for one of these fabulous little mighty houses? It depends. Are we talking about the ADU or, you know, single family home? Because if most of the people we've worked so far, I mean, there is a house, there's plenty of space in the backyard. So essentially they need roughly a space of, I mean, 38, you know, 40 feet by, you know, 36. So we're looking at about just 1,200 square feet, 1,300 square feet of space in the backyard to maintain the setbacks and to plop one of our structures in like one of the smallest units. So it's not a big space, but the bigger the backyard, the bigger model they can put. So, <laughs> What have most of your installations been so far as, you know, single families or as ADUs? So we started a couple of years ago as an ADU company. And, you know, kind of last year and beginning of this year, we shifted more towards single family home. And we've just seen a huge influx of people just want to build a brand new home on the land that is still sort of left in California, which <laughs> not a lot. So, so far ADUs, you know, 700 square feet, you know, one bedroom or two bedroom apartments, primary for actually aging parents to move in and create sort of multi-generational living space on one property. That's awesome. All of your plans, at least everything that I could uh, find on the website, they're all one story, correct? Correct. Yeah. Are there plans or thoughts or hopes to someday be able to go up? hundred percent. Yeah. So it's um, brewing inside a company. We already started the process for um, design of the two to three multi-story. Probably that's the most I could tell at this point, but it's coming. Yeah. That's essentially the goal 
to go up because, I mean, land is very expensive. It just one story was more sort of proof of concept, you know, getting off the ground. And then, yeah, from now on, you know, to the top. <laughs> That's awesome. I do not want to make you reveal any future product plans or say anything. It's just a, I find this technology really exciting. So far, you know, you've really looked at single families and then we're looking at kind of single families, you know, that possibly go up from the ground. Do you think the technology could support something even, even beyond that that could be used for like a high density solution in a city like San Francisco? Or do you guys kind of primarily see yourselves more as like, a, you know, suburban solution? It's a mixture. The way we see Mighty Buildings in the future, it's um, building solution for anyone. You're either a consumer, you're either a builder or developer. We are there to manufacture the product that you want. So we are the manufacturer with just unique building panels and building components, you know, the 3D printing tech. The capabilities are endless. I think probably the major roadblock so far, I mean, going even multi-stories, regulations and certifications, you know, it's, we can only approach as, you know, step by step. So one story, then two to three stories, and then multi-story solutions. And that's definitely something that we're again, already working on. So it's not just single family homes. It's yeah. Multi-story solutions as well. So when you approach the state of California to try and, you know, just generally say like, we want to build within your regulations so that this could work anywhere. Was that a difficult process to get the state of California on board with, or was it something they were excited about? Or is like that not even your department? So I guess even before, I guess state of California, the HCD approval that we've got for our, you know, first buildings, sort of the smaller designs. I mean, they actually very great people to work with. I mean, the process was, I mean, smooth and pretty fast forward and pretty streamlined. I think I'm talking more about like certification. So for example, when we started, you got to certify the material and that was the biggest component. There was no standard for additive manufacturing, AKA, you know, through the printing in construction when Mighty Buildings was founded. So when we approached UL, they actually got super excited because there was an opportunity for them to introduce a standard. So that actually happened last year, back in September, that they announced the first standard, UL3401, that sort of outlines the guidelines and for 3D printing in construction. And they you know, announced that Mighty Buildings is the first company that is meeting that standard. So it took you know, two years to just get <laughs> certified the material with numerous amount of tests, you know, for, I mean, air test, water test, um, you know, fire test and... I don't know the rest of all the tests. Yeah, all the tests, I should say. So for the first models, look, what we did is essentially we engineered the building, you know, with the steel, you know, some of the large gauge steel components, and we added the the curve, which is essentially one through the printed wall. And then we didn't even expose it to the environment because that's another hundred of tests, right? So the next phase is our next product line, which is Mighty Houses, our material is the bearing lot. It's the structural system. It's the envelope of the entire house and it is exposed to the environment. So again, step-by-step, step, you know, we're getting there and, you know, there are companies and, you know, agencies that are excited to work with, but it's just the regulatory framework is way behind. Yes. Regulations lag, right? We all know that one. On the inside of a mighty house, the walls, are they the 3D printed material or is it just standard sheetrock that's been installed over the walls? So for now, it's a standard sheetrock. 
that's been installed for numerous amount of years. And that honestly helps with clients too, because, you know, when you introduce something new, they're like, how do I screw it in? Like, how do I put a picture? How do I put a painting? So for the first model, don't even think about it. It's all inside, all pre-approved, you know, all good. Don't even worry. <laughs> you you got to use your screwdriver. But moving forward, I mean, yeah, as we establish the standard and then as we, you know, expose our material to the environment, we're providing homeowners with the maintenance manual, you know, how to take care of the building, like how you can wash it and all these little details. Anytime people go out and they look at a house, obviously they look at it the way it is. And they also always look and think, well, what could I do with this, right? Are Mighty Houses designed or is it possible, like if I want to add on to a Mighty House someday down the road, or is that just, you know, not yet? That's a great question. I'd say, I mean, theoretically, I mean, it's possible because, you know, again, it's the design is, I mean, pre-engineered, pre-improved by people, so you could technically add on to it. So I don't see a problem. It's just kind of like they have to figure out the right way to do it. Right now, like as a company, we don't necessarily offer like an expansion of the house, but, you know, you just gave me a great idea. You know, maybe we should roll out the <laughs> a new product, you know. <laughs> On your website, all of the homes are beautiful, first of all. I think that that's one of the other things, one of the other ways that this does stand out from previous prefabs is that it's actually a really beautiful product that doesn't look uh, cheap or inexpensive or like corners were cut by any stretch of the imagination. And in all of your renderings, it's just the material color. Can it be painted? It can be. But what's the coolest part about that you could actually add a color additive into the material and it come out pink, hot pink, <laughs> turquoise, avocado, goldenrod, all the colors, right? Anything you want. Yeah. But the standard, I mean, everyone loves white and the way it was designed, we actually partner on Mighty Houses with architectural firm EYRC out of Los Angeles. They have a bunch of awards. They have beautiful architecture. So they envisioned it, you know, stark white and slate gray. So it is what it is. But um, yeah, I mean, if someone would want to paint it, yeah, it's no problem with that. Yeah, somebody's going to listen to this and realize they could have a like hot pink house, like entire wall, not painted on. Just that's pretty awesome. Where was your first installation in California? Do you remember? Totally. It was in San Ramon. Are you familiar with the East? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they're all my babies, you know, San Ramon, then San Diego. Then we had Auckland, then Hayward and Livermore. In San Leandro just a couple of weeks ago. And we have plenty more coming in San Jose, Mountain View, Burlingame, Santa Cruz, and Los Angeles, Joshua Tree, Napa, you name it. <laughs> have you done or signed for any projects actually in the city and county of San Francisco? We did. We were working on the 21st Street. It's actually a multifamily property. I don't, I don't want to say it's downtown, but it's like missionary, I guess. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be two units, actually, not even one. <laughs> that is so cool. Congratulations. Can I ask how working with San Francisco planning has been so far? Yeah, I think um, I'm not that involved, I guess. <laughs> you know, I've heard painful stories, but we, I think we're just in the process of compiling the documents like soils report and preparing a retaining wall and stuff like that. So, I mean, to be frank, I don't think we submitted for the planning yet, but we are about to, so... We've got to figure it out, you know? No, that's great. I mean, over the last couple of years, there's definitely been 
much more of an embrace of ADUs across the city. So I'm super hopeful and excited that it's a, a smooth process for you guys. And that is so cool. What does success look like down the road for Mighty Buildings? Like, how will you guys know as a company, like, we did what we came to do? I think it's the mass adoption of 3D printed homes and growing the company and brand recognition just to make sure that people love our product, people have the best experience. We definitely want to become the number one, you know, ADU provider, which, you know, we have all the assets and all the resources <laughs> to be there. But when it comes to single family homes, just think about it. It's mostly like people work, I don't know, you buy from like the big builders, big developers, and there's not a lot of like direct to consumer, like single family home builders. And, you know, general contractors hate the process because it takes, you know, two years down the line and Nobody likes the process. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too painful. So we want to make it like smooth, easy. Like, I mean, some people hate that comparison, but like just Tesla of housing, you know, you just go online, you pick the model, you have the land and or maybe even we help you, you know, find the land you like with our broker partners. In I don't know, in six to 12 months, you have a house and, you know, you're just happily moving. So, I mean, I'm just thinking, I'm, I work with a lot of, you know, consumer facing and like customer facing. And I just want to make people happy. So that's one of the goals, but we want to make sure that when it comes to like the businesses and working with bigger developers, they see us as a manufacturer and enabler of like anything they want. Like they could submit the design and our machines could just run and 3D print any designs they want, like multi-story, single story. So enabler of anyone in the world to build sustainable beautiful and efficient homes. That's awesome. And we should also mention people are like, well, hmm, how long do these homes last? And uh, I know that you have, uh, it appears the same warranty as any other new construction in California, which would be one year fit and finish and a 10 year construction defect. And then in general, how long is the magic stone going to last? So based on the aging tests that were completed, the degradation percentage of the material is actually less than 10% over the span of 73 years. So, I mean, it's hard to tell because the first home was installed, you know, a year and a half ago. So, you know, we got to see, but I mean. Basically, you're saying it's going to last way longer than me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. If only I degraded 10% in 73 years, let me tell you, I'd be pretty good. Here's another ridiculous question that you probably get asked all the time. What's the roof? For now, it's traditional roof components. It's PVC polyvinyl chloride. I mean, it's uh, waterproof material. They actually, the suppliers we work with provide the lifetime warranty on that. So Awesome. It sounds like so far you guys are, are working in the state of California. Are there plans to expand to other states in the U.S. or is like California more than enough for the time being? There are plans to expand, certainly. I mean, West Coast and then, you know, East Coast, but there's plenty of work in California. The state is so behind on the housing units and there's a huge housing shortage. I mean, you know, probably better than I do. So we're here, happy to help. I mean, there are requests from other states. It's just, yeah, figure out the right model because if the volume exceeds sort of 300 units a year, I mean, it probably makes sense to just open another factory. So it sort of depends on how, yeah. And the other interesting part of this is you guys seem to be beating Europe. 
you know, often Europe seems ahead of us in adapting new technologies, especially when it comes to houses and small things. But it seems like we're a little ahead on the 3D printing. I think that I maybe read about one house in Norway that was done by a local village and given to a family as proof of concept. But you guys seem to be beyond proof of concept. That's an interesting kind of topic. I mean, yeah, there are, I think, a couple of companies in Europe. I mean, there are a number of companies already in the U.S. And back, like, Three years ago when we started, I mean, there were us and, you know, Icon 3D, I guess. Right now, there are a couple of other players here in the U.S. And, yeah, I mean, the homes are installed. So that's probably we could say we're ahead. But if you look at China, you know, there are like hospitals that are made in three days, too. So (laughs) that's another interesting topic. So we're ahead of Europe and China's kicking our butt. I said it. You don't have to. (laughs) What I was going to say, actually... I think you asked them, like, specifically California, like, from regulatory standpoint, I mean, we're in a seismic zone. So Europe, not really, you know. So it just kind of takes more efforts to get something, you know, on the ground. And I think this is probably what we're most proud of. And that's why we're starting from California, because once you're here, you can go anywhere. <laughs> right. Like, once you've made it through all of California's regulations, like, every other state's going to be like, sure. And Texas is going to be like, we don't even have regulations. What's this? No, and that's why you see, I mean, 3D printed hopes, there was an article the other day, like in Colorado, also someone is moving in like New York, Texas. Yeah, the less regulation, typically the easier. We've talked kind of about how affordable these are, but we actually haven't mentioned numbers yet. So for like the small, the starter kind of uh, studio ADU, what's the price? Oh, that's a great question. I love giving the numbers on the models, but then I noticed then. The moment we say, oh, you know, the studio costs $115,000, it doesn't account for site prep, permits, installation work. So that's kind of becomes misleading. So it's below $200,000 for the studio. It's, you know, $180,000 is the average kind of contract size to get a 350 square feet fully installed, ready to move in with kitchen and bathroom and all the appliances in the building. I guess the most popular model so far is probably the two-bedroom, one-bath. 700 square feet, we're probably looking at $270,000. So it's $300 to $350 a square foot. So that's pretty decent. That's crazy. That's not pretty decent. That's like 1000 to $1,500 per square foot is the world I live in in San Francisco, you know, and, and up. So I can't remember the last time I ever sold something for $300 a square foot. And everyone always hears about Bay Area housing prices and they're like, wow, things are so expensive. That must be great for you. But what they don't realize is no, it's not, right? When you don't have an entry-level option and people can't get on the ladder of wealth accumulation, it's no good, right? And this is great because you're once again, hopefully making an affordable, and I don't want to call your homes entry level because they don't look entry level. They're quite beautiful, architecturally interesting, but let's say, you know, affordable. Yeah, because I think the mission of our company was to create beautiful, sustainable and affordable housing at the same time. Because usually when you look at just beautiful means expensive, just sustainable means expensive. But when 
all of it comes together. I mean, affordable usually means not beautiful and not sustainable, you know? <laughs> so like when you think about the equation, when three pieces needs to come together, that's sort of mighty buildings. And everyone is talking about affordable housing, but I think what we are addressing for the state and all the, you know, jurisdiction is the housing affordability in general. So we are after the missing middle. Like it's not necessarily an entry level, but it's someone that wants a house, but it's not necessarily able to afford it. So like there is a huge gap from affordable to upscale and luxury homes that now one is sort of covering. And I think this is where we're playing. Yeah. The missing middle, right? What used to be what was built for. And now to your point, you have these two extremes, either subsidized affordable or, you know, market rate luxury. So it is so exciting to see that you guys are out there, not just talking about doing this, but actually doing this. And if I'm in California or the Bay Area or heck, if I'm anywhere, how do I get myself a mighty building? How do I learn more? You just go to the website, mightybuildings.com or you just Google Natalie from Mighty Buildings and you just give me a call. <laughs> I'm always there. The website is mightybuildings.com, correct? Dot com, yeah. All right. So thank you so much, Natalie from Mighty Buildings, for coming on and talking about uh, what you guys are doing to make homes more affordable. Are there any questions about your company that I forgot to ask that you want to mention or anything we haven't covered? Yeah, no, I think we talked about everything. I just highly recommend, I mean, we try to do a lot of, you know, webinars and lives from like installations and, you know, answer all the questions. So if someone is, you know, interested to see the process, I mean, we have a lot of content on YouTube, you know, a lot of videos. If someone is super excited to see how it works, just Mighty Buildings YouTube and there is a lot. <laughs> so there it is. So either go to the website or go to YouTube and look for Mighty Buildings and you can see some Mighty Buildings being built. Yeah, we're open for tours. If someone wants to come out, I mean, everyone is welcome to. We have a take a tour button on the website. So just. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today. And again, this was Natalie from Mighty Buildings, mightybuildings.com. Awesome. Thanks, Matt, for having me. You've been listening to Escrow Out Loud, the SF real estate podcast from Jackson Fuller Real Estate experts on San Francisco real estate since 2002. Podcast news with links available at jacksonfuller.com slash podcast.